My best friends, I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we are wrapping up 2022. So we are going to go over our favorite books for the year, our reading goals for next year, and then what's in store for 2023. Yes, we're super excited that everyone's stuck with us throughout the year. And what we'll start with are just some of our favorite books that we've read this year. Yes. Do you want to go first with your favorite? Yeah, I'll go first. So my favorite book, it was actually two interconnected series, um, but it was the Brutal Birthright and the Kingmaker series by Sophie Lark. So I had read a couple books by Sophie Lark prior to this, um, The Sinner's Duet, and I was like, wow, really enjoyed that. Um, this is nothing like The Sinner's Duet. It's actually all based off of like mafia families and like how they're all like interwoven and like how each um, country basically like has their own like version of like the mob or the mafia or like some sort of like organized crime and so um the first series brutal birthright is about you know the initial characters and then the kingmakers is about their children Um, and it was super entertaining it was very educational the plot was really good and she really did do a good job about like bringing other characters back into the mix and seeing how like everyone played like a different role, even if they didn't seem important at that time. I just thought it was really neat. And she ended it very, very well. Oh, I have to read those still. But I love Sophie Lark. We were actually just talking about her before we started recording. And her yeah, new so, Yes, she just dropped a new book. It's called Anastasia. It is um, based off of the movie and the actual, you know, history of the Romanov family. Um, if you haven't started it, very good. I recommend it. Yeah, another on my TBR. So love her. Um, My favorite books this year. So I actually did a couple series because it's hard for me to like pick things. Um, So my first favorite series is uh, the Crescent City books by Sarah J. Mass. I remember yes. like it was February of this last year, I think that the second one came out and I hadn't even read the first one yet. So I got to just basically read them back to back, which was amazing um those are so so freaking good and the second one just leaves you on such a cliffhanger and so I just can't wait for more tragically Um, there's no release date for the third yet but it's coming I get it I get it it takes time and effort so take it just have a baby yeah yeah you have like a family and stuff like I guess you don't need to work 24 7 but the other series that I loved this year is the Plated Prisoner series by Raven yes. Kennedy. And that one, the, oh, the last book will actually be coming out next year. So something to look forward to. Love that series. Oh, it's so good. And it's like based on how you feel um, like just a little bit into the first book, like halfway through the first book, you don't even know what you're in store for at that point. Like it so, goes wild. I actually almost DNF'd it um, when I very first started reading it because the beginning I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And it was I very know. slow. And I'm like, if this is how it's going to be the whole time, like I do not want to read it. I am so glad I kept reading it because yeah. it just pops off out of nowhere. And then the other <laughs> books are just a continuation of that. Yeah, I would say the first book, like maybe the first like three quarters are on the slower side, um, which it, I mean, that can be hard, but it is a fantasy series. And so it, it does have Lots to lay a lot building. of groundwork. Yeah. So I get it. Um, but totally, totally worth it if you love the fantasy genre. 
Uh, so good. Uh, those were good ones. So my least favorite books, and I'm going to, they're actually two different series again, because <laughs> I only apparently read series. Um, so the first series was the Dead Men Walking series by Caroline Peckham and Susan Blinty. Um, they're also known as the Twisted Sisters. Um, they wrote Zodiac Academy, which is one of my favorite series. Everyone hate a lot of people hate it. It's kind of trash, but it's also very good. Um, <laughs> so this is set in like a completely different timeline. Um, I normally really, really enjoy their books and like they're very funny. They have a lot of really funny content. This was cringy. Yeah. Like so, so cringy. So basically it's like, it's a reverse harem. But it doesn't become a reverse harem till the last book. Um, but all of the members of this harem are like nuts. They are freaking nut jobs, which is usually like whatever. Like that's good. Like everyone's a little twisted. No, it's like they have like the IQ of like a four year old. No, like the main character, her name is Brooklyn. Like she acts like she's ten. That's horrifying. But it's because she, like, but she says it's because she, like, doesn't care what people think of her and she wants to, like, release her inner child and, like, whatever. Sure. But it's, like, I don't know. It's so creepy the way they act. Because then, she, like, one of the men is, like, 40 years old and, like, he treats her like a kid. But, like, they also have, like, this weird sexual relationship and, like, one of them's, like, a prisoner in the house and, like, they have a weird relationship. And like, it's all very strange. And, like, I don't know. Normally, I wouldn't mind stuff, but it's just the the way they act and like the dialogue between them. I was I was not there for it. That does not sound appealing to me either. So it's like the way you're describing it. I agree with your analysis. Like you know, like baby talk. Yeah, that's kind of like it was just a continuous baby talk. No, that's not for me. And it was gross, and I didn't like it. <laughs> But hey, give it a chance if that sounds like a good Yeah, thing but like if you like them, like go for it. And then the second series was a fucking trip. Let me <laughs> tell you what. Um it's the deliciously dark fairy tales series by KF Breen. So I actually got through about three of them before I was finally like, I cannot do this anymore. Um <laughs> there's another one. I haven't read it. I probably won't. Um so basically, it's supposed to be like a take on Beauty and the Beast, but there's no plot. Um, I still don't know what's going on after three books. Basically, it's just like a lot of like really kinky smut, which sounds like amazing, right? right. But they also like introduce like a bunch of like monsters and demons. And like monster smut does not bother me at all. But it's just, like, the way they treated, like, people in the books, like, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, basically, humans were, like, enslaved and they were treated as, like, sex toys. Mm. Um, and I, I was like, no, nah, I don't love that. But also, it's, like, one of the, or the main male character could, like, turn into, like, a beast. And at one point in time, like, the main female character was like, I wonder if you'd, like, do it with me in that form. And I'm like, what the fuck? Huh. You know? I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> if you're into that, that's totally fine. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into that. I agree. That also, because like, I've read some, um, like, monster smut books that are like, the monster in question is more like humanoid, um, or like something that's like resembles a human rather than like a four-legged mm -hmm. creature. 
You know what I mean? Like it starts to cross some lines for me. And like later on, we do find out that she can also transform. And this might be a spoiler if anyone wants to read it. But and so it's like, okay, well, maybe like they want to do it in those forms, like whatever. But I don't know. It was just so weird. And the dialogue was so freaking bad. And like, it was very poorly written. And I just was not a big fan. Yeah, nothing is worse than bad dialogue. Because like, you can have like, a paragraph of like, describing the room or something that annoys me I'll just skip it but the dialogue's important like I need to read the dialogue so if you're gonna do one thing well make it be the dialogue (laughs) yeah I was giving high school Wattpad but like I've read some good stories on Wattpad yeah it was worse it was giving poor quality Wattpad (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I hate that for me my least favorite books this year I do have a couple as well So one of them is kind of, I have some mixed feelings about. I ended up DNFing this book. It is called Read Between the Lines by Rachel Lacey. And so the thing that made me not like it, because I was into it for like the first book, like the first half of the book, I was like into the story. So it's a a lesbian rom-com. It's cute. Like they're kind of like enemies to lovers. Um, but I like actually halfway, had that on my list. Yeah, I mean, it, it again, I didn't finish it, so I can't say for sure whether or not I would have started to like it again. But at some point, like before the halfway mark, it feels like all the conflict has been resolved. And it's like, okay, we still have another half of the book. And there is still like a minor conflict, but it has nothing to do with their relationship. And so for me, I was just like, I just completely lost interest. Yeah. And I was like, I just can't because I was listening to it as an audiobook. And I was like, I would have it playing and I would just like zone out. And I was like, well, it's just not worth it for me to finish this book when I cannot even pay attention to it. So that did disappoint me just because I was into it up until that point. And the other one is um, it's called The Graveyard Apartment by Mariko Koike. And this book is a horror book. It is kind of a more like um, classic and revered horror book. It's like originally written in another language. I think Japanese, but I could be wrong. Um, So a couple things. So like I was totally here for like the vibes and the setup of the book. But at a certain point, it felt like the author like hadn't decided what the ending was going to be before she started writing it. Immediately when they moved into this apartment, the pet bird died. And I was like, okay, spooky. Like, I can get behind that. And then, like, the bird's ghost was, like, visiting their daughter at night. And, like, she was talking to the the bird's ghost. And I was like, okay, interesting. Um, But then they also threw in, so, like, the basement of the apartment was, like, storage. And everyone was, like, scared to go down there. And then, like, if you were in the basement, sometimes you would get trapped. Like, the elevator wouldn't work anymore. And I was like, okay, also spooky. I'm fine with that. However, things quickly fell apart. Um, There was, like, some sort of unidentified slithery blob in the basement. There were, like, shadow people in the TV, ghostly handprints on the glass and doors and windows that seal shut. And then where I really was like, this is just too much. People outside of the building were getting like 
lightning bolted to death. Oh, my God. So, ultimately, I was very confused. I was, the emotions I was feeling was not scared. Um, It was more, like, confused and (laughs) upset. Concerned? (laughs) Um, So, I did not have a good time with that one, unfortunately. Hate that. Yeah. It sounds like it started off strong and then... And then it's like, yeah, she didn't have an ending. So she was like, here's what's going to happen. Everything. And I was like, okay. Her publisher was like, yeah, you got to turn in something. And she's like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, let me just watch like six different movies and then put them all in my book. So, yeah, no, that sounds horrible. And uh, the rest of the books I've read this year, I mean, there were some others that I wasn't like a big fan of, but I mean, I did get through them and whatever, but those those were some stinkers for sure. Yeah. Um, something that we do talk about quite a bit on the podcast are our reading goals and good reads and our accounts on there. And um, so we did include our uh, reading goals for this year. So my goal was 150 books. I initially started off with 80. I got to 80 in March of this Ooh. year and I was like, I'll bump it up to 150. And I struggled to meet 150 because I got into a little bit of a slump, hated that. So as of this recording, I am sitting at 154 out of 150. Um, It'll probably get to 155 by the end of the year if I can finish Anastasia. So pretty happy with that progress. Honestly, though, next year, I'm just going to start it on 100 and maybe move it up from there uh, because I really didn't like putting deadlines on myself and I felt like I was just reading for the sake of marking it off on my Goodreads goal and I wasn't enjoying some of the books. Yeah, like ultimately like reading is a hobby and it's supposed to be fun. We do it because we like it. (laughs) Yeah, like you don't want to make it feel like homework. So yeah, I had like originally set my reading goal for 100 books this year. As of today, I have read 90 of 100 books, so I might not quite um, make my reading goal because as we're recording this, there's about a week left of the year. So right now, I am also currently working on two other books, so I might make it to 92. We'll see. One of them is I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Um, That one I'm listening to uh, as an audiobook, but I'm reading that with my brother, so uh, I kind of have to wait on him to be able to sit and listen to that with me. Um, but then I'm also reading Tools of Engagement by Tessa Bailey, which is part of the Hot and Hammered series, uh, just for a cute little rom-com. It's technically a part of like a trilogy, but it's really standalone. Like It's you don't... an interconnected trilogy. Yeah, like you don't need to have read the other ones. I actually have read the second one already. I skipped the first one for some reason, but I don't I've only read the it. first one. I skipped the second one and then read the third one. <laughs> yeah, but the third one is way better. It's than the very good. Um, so, yeah, I think next year I'm probably going to go for 100 again just because I didn't quite make it this year. So I think that would be a good thing to aim for again because I came close. Yeah. And next year I won't be in school anymore. So who knows? So you'll have hopefully more time. Hopefully. I, I don't know. It kind of depends on what I do with my first yeah. year post-grad, so. For sure. 
Um, some books that, so we're going to split this up into two different things. So we have some books on our TBRs for next year um, that we're very excited about, but we do also have our most anticipated books of 2023. And so some of these on our TBRs may be new next year, um, or there may be a continuation of a series we've already read, but they're not necessarily our most anticipated, just some we mm-hmm. might be reading. So I... I'm kicking off the year with a 28-book interconnected series by Rena Kent. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It is just a whole interwoven universe. I am so scared that I'm going to hate it. I've never read anything by Rena Kent. Um, the first book is called The Cruel King. I honestly am not 100% sure what they're all about, but they have been all over my For You page on TikTok, so I'm going to give it a go. Um, and if you want to also read them, you can find the reading order on her website. You'll have to let me know what you think of them. I hope they're good because I've heard great things about reading. Yeah, and it's like if they're great, then that's awesome. That's 28 books 28 that you're going books. to enjoy. <laughs> exactly. Another book that I have on my TBR is actually the third book. The first one's called What Lies Beyond the Veil. I'm actually not sure what the series is called, um, but the third book is What Lurks Between the Fates. It is a super interesting series. It's a very like fresh take on fantasy. I feel like Fae things have been a little overdone this year. And I mean, the, there is like nods to the Fae in this series, but it's not like the showstopper of the series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So that's been very refreshing to read. Um, That's by Harper L. Woods. If you haven't read the first two, I definitely recommend it. I like her name. Yeah, isn't it cute? Harper L. Woods. That's just a good name. Harper Woods. So the next book I have on my TBR is Sinners Atone. That is the fourth book in the Sinners Anonymous series um, by Sam Sketcher. Those are very, very good. 10 out of 10 series. It is mafia again, but it's a little bit different take on the mafia. They're not all about the same people. It's about three brothers who run this business called Sinners Anonymous. And basically people can call in on this hotline and like confess their secrets and they think it's too just like an automated system, but it's actually like going to these three brothers and they like use this information to do what they please with it. It's super funny. It's very, it's, I don't know. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really good. I do also have Final Offer by Lauren Asher. Um, So that is the Billionaires something series. I think you read the first one. It was called like... Uh, uh, like the Dreamland Billionaires? Yeah, Dreamland Billionaires. That's yeah, what it is. I have read the first um, one. Yes. They're cute. So, <laughs> they're cute. I am ready to just be done with it at this yeah. point. They don't have um, a whole lot of like depth to them, but they're cute. So the first one is called The Fine Print. And like basically it's set in what I would call like an alternate universe Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called dreamland or something like that um it's about three brothers so each book's about one of the brothers on there and they each have to like fulfill a certain aspect of a will left by their grandfather um so it's just following along their stories i'm just reading it because i've read the others and i need to get the closure of finishing the series and then the last book I have so far on my TBR is The Queen of Myth and Monsters um, by Scarlett St. Clair. It's following the Isaldi and what's it called? Isaldi and Adrian um, series. The first one's called King of Battle and Blood. 
Um, Scarlet St. Clair also wrote the Touch of Darkness series, which is about like Hades and Persephone. It's very, very good um, if you haven't read those. But this is the second one. And that I honestly don't remember a lot about the first one. I do remember it being kind of good. It was, I think, about vampires. So we'll see if I can remember what that first book's about by the time that releases in 2023. So for me, some of these books have been on my TBR for a while. So 2023 is the year. First of all, the Throne of Glass series. I have not read Throne of Glass, even though I've read Akatar and Crescent City. It just so happened to be that I read the Akatar series first and then one of my favorite series. Yeah, like I'm I'm just lacking, but it's okay because I do own the series and I'm going to read that this year. Another series that was recommended to me by Tessa actually. Um, is Kingdom of Runes by Audrey Gray. And so this series, the way I understand it, it's like a a young adult fantasy series, but it's pretty heavy on like the action and adventure. Mm-hmm. And there is also some um, romance in it. So um, I will be reading those as well. Um, the next book on my TBR, which has been on there for a bit, is Ashton Hall by Lauren Belfer. And it's especially like something I need to read now because I did one of those like giveaway things on Instagram. And so I actually have a physical copy of the book now. Oh, nice. Stopping me from reading it. I just need to read it. Um, But Ashton Hall is more of like a a spooky type book, like about like a, a haunted house or like some kind of secret, like spooky secret or something. Nice. Which I love. And then, okay, there are a couple of series that I need to finish that I have started. So first of all, um, I need to read the rest of the Written in the Stars series by Alexandria Belfleur. Um, those books are romantic comedies, and there's three of them. I also need to finish the rest of the Blood and Ash series. Me too. I, okay, <laughs> I also I have not finished those. And I have not read a single one since the first one. I have not read the fourth one Uh i also have not read the second book in her prequel series i don't i don't own anything from the prequels i when i bought them i bought the first three because the fourth one was not out at the time i don't know if and i just (laughs) i honestly like they're just okay i really did love the first one but i have heard um some reviews that people really didn't like the fourth one a whole lot in general I'm still probably going to read it. My um, Tessa, who is my older sister, for those of you who don't know, uh, really liked the fourth one. Mm-hmm. So I might give it a go. It's I own it. I just haven't read it. Yeah. And I feel like we normally have similar tastes to Tessa in books. So there's a good yeah. chance that we will like it. Um, but yeah, I need to finish that. And then lastly, one that I have been wanting to read since like last um fall is Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Um, Again, kind of a a spooky type book. I love like I either read fantasy romance or horror books. (laughs) So that's what my list is made up of. That sounds good. Uh, How exciting. Um, So my most anticipated books of 2023, there's a lot more than this, but these are top three, I think. Um, So the first one is A Happy Place by Emily Henry. So we are Emily Henry hoes. Yeah. Like, love her. We're actually going to be covering 
a few of her books in 2023, which we're very excited about. Um, but A Happy Place will be the fourth um, book that I, that I will have read by her. Um, all of them just cover very different things and like different real life you know, aspects of people that you might be able to relate to. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll just learn something from it. But um, she hits it out of the park every single time. They're so cute. It's like Nicholas Sparks books, but good. <laughs> <laughs> like it gives They're you They're all fuzzies. slow burns. They're, They're cute. Slow burn. Yeah. And there's usually like some other like real world problem that they're tackling outside of the blossoming romance that like gives it some substance. It's not even always like a miscommunication thing. Sometimes it's like like a mental like block that they're having or something yeah. like that that like the main character themselves are dealing with that they're trying to overcome. Yeah, I'm thinking of one book in particular. They're straight up like, I would love to sleep with you. However, I have these aspects of my life that I need to like sort out. Like it is so far from miscommunication it's refreshing yeah it's very very good i'm very excited for it um i am also super stoked for radiant sin by katie robert to come out so this is part of the dark olympus series which i am obsessed oh. with so the I've dark olympus yes and um, the dark olympus series covers different like characters in greek mythology but she gives them like their own special twist so the first one of course is going to be about persephone and hades but not the way you think so in this world basically the greek gods are elected officials so they are interchangeable which is super super cool and some of them are passed down through families some of them are elected through like by the people um and basically they govern olympus um so I think this is the fourth book in that series. I don't know who it's about, though. I haven't read about it yet. The third one that I'm really excited for is The King of Pride by Anna Huang. The series, I believe, is called The Kings of Sin series. The first one was called King of Wrath. So basically, it's like a continuation of the Twisted series, which is also very, very good if you haven't read those yet. But Anna Huang, she's great because she um, incorporates like minority characters in all of her books, which I think is very refreshing. So there is a lot of um, Asian representation. There's a lot of like just people of color in general representation. And she does it very, like it's not like she's trying to like force it in there to make it fit. Like, you know, some authors like- Yes, no, I know. (laughs) Because it's like, you can write a person of color and just have them be a normal character in your book. Like you don't have to make it weird. Like, I feel like some people make it weird. (laughs) It's like, hey, girl, like, um, just because they are not white does not mean that they can't be, like, a main character. And that's just Yeah. (laughs) And so I thought that was awesome that she does that. And all the characters are very lovable. They crack me up, um, especially in the Twisted series. The Kings of Sin, that one, I think, is going to take a little bit of, like, a darker turn than what the others did. So... Um, the first one already has. It is a little darker than any of the others. Um, so I'm excited to see where she goes with those. Um, I totally second A Happy Place. I Again, we are hoes for Emily. We love Emily. Um, another most anticipated book for me is The Fiancé Farce. And this is also by Alexandria Belfleur. So that written in the Stars series um, is the same author. And I am so excited for that one. It is, um, it kind of seems like 
like it's another uh women who love women book and it seems like it's gonna be kind of a fake dating trope where they end up falling for each other and like like kind of a different worlds type situation as well so I think it'll be really cute and warm and fuzzy and then lastly I'm excited for gold which is the fifth and final so that's by again by Raven Kennedy and I am so stoked to get through all those they're so good is it the last one that's the last one that's the last one okay that's what I thought but I also thought the fourth one was going to be the last one and then it wasn't nope she says in the like description that's on Goodreads right now it says the fifth and final so how exciting I am also stoked to read that one I didn't add that to my list yeah so far I've gotten through um the first three books and I'm excited to read the fourth shoe the fourth Um, one leaves you on a cliffhanger I know and this one's gonna take a minute to come out so yeah yeah that part stinks but I'm still excited sweet yeah, that kind of wraps up the last episode of the year. Again, we are so thankful for you guys being here with us um, as we, you know, do what we love and read the books we love so we can share them with you guys. Um, starting in 2023, we are, I think we're starting with Crescent City. Is that right? I believe so. I think we're kicking it off with the first book, um, House of Earth and Blood. So it's long. If you've not gotten the chance to start it yet, you might want to if you want to you know discuss it with us whenever the episode comes out but it's lengthy it's like seven to eight hundred pages we will be bringing theory corner back to the podcast uh because there's a lot going on with it and i'm very very excited we are both very excited (laughs) to share some of our theories we're gonna break the whiteboard back out it'll be (laughs) everything and more um yeah we have a <laughs> there is a a note on my notes app in my phone that has been there since I read the books in like March or April. Yes. Um just full of notes and theories. Uh so I can't wait to revisit that while I'm reading it so, again. I have read this book four times and I have listened to it on the audiobook <laughs> twice. Amazing. And every single time I just add more notes in. So That's amazing. I have only read it the one time so far, so this will be my second, but I'm excited. I want to know like if we think the same things. So we'll we'll definitely figure <laughs> out if we're on the same wavelength. Um but we'll see you all in the new year and uh everyone have a great holiday season and as always, let's get lit. <laughs>